God bless you, my brothers and sisters. Get your Bibles, get your Bibles, get your Bibles. I want to um, continue with the lesson that we had on this past Wednesday. And I talked about earthly trials with heavenly meanings. Earthly trials with heavenly meanings. And um, we went through 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 13 through 17. I won't go over and read them all just for your hearing if you wasn't tuned in with us. Um, 1 Peter chapter 3, 13 through 17. And um, we did Psalms 55, 12 through 15, Job 1 and 1, and Job 2 and 4. And we're going to go back to 1 Peter chapter 4 um, for that. My brothers and sisters, Christ is soon to return, and we need to be prepared. Just to open up, Revelation chapter 21 and verse 1. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, uh, John saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Christ is going to come back to rapture his church. Um, Revelation chapter 22 and verse 7. Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of the prophecy of this book. Christ is soon to, to return. My brothers and sisters, earthly trials, earthly trials with heavenly meaning. I open up with Revelation just as a reminder that Christ is coming back after his church. So let's pick up where we left off at, and we want to go with 1 Peter chapter 4. And I talked about those um, that would... Um, make observations of why we don't do what we do. Peter, Peter's goals for all believers, um, first of all, have patience. Have patience. Um, second, 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 20. And while we, while we are doing that, we can yet praise God, and God accepts praises of his people. God loves to hear the fruits of our lips. And so Peter talked about how to silence, we can put to silence foolish people in their conversations. And we can win our unsaved spouses by living the example and those that openly and constantly um, 
criticize us. We could put that criticism. We talked about it on Wednesday. We can put that to shame. Amen. And so all of us will experience in at in one time or another some type of pushback, some type of um, hostility, whether there'll be from the outside or whether there be from the inside. Um, there's going to be opposition. And my brothers and sisters, uh, uh, for those that are here in the class, there's a screen here that it talked about challenges and the challenges to confront, to dare, or to test. And if you can give me, reader, give me Nehemiah chapter 2 and verse 18. Nehemiah chapter 2 and verse 18. This is the challenges. If you look at Nehemiah chapter 2, verses 11 through 20, you can get that for a reference, but I want to focus in on verse 18. All right, read or read. Then I told them of the hand of my God, uh -huh. which was good upon me. Yes. As also the king's words mm -hmm. that he had spoken unto me. Mm -hmm. And they said, mm -hmm. let us rise up and build. Mm -hmm. So they strengthened their hands for this good work. So this, the physical building, Nehemiah, Nehemiah did have a vision for the um, physical building. He shared it with enthusiasm and he, he was so inspirational inspiring others that are in leadership to rebuild the walls. My brothers and sisters, as being saved, we should be enthusiastic about the lifestyle that we have chosen um, before men and before God. Holiness is a standard of living. It's a lifestyle. Holiness is a lifestyle. My brothers and sisters, if other people can talk about their lifestyles and wear it uh, with a badge of honor, it should be the believers. We should wear our lifestyle. Our lifestyle is the lifestyle of holiness, which you should never be ashamed of. And God is constantly reminding us and so you find it in 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 4. We'll pick up from Wednesday. Read or go. 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 4. And it begins, wherein, yes. Wherein they think it strange that ye run not with them to the same excess of riot, uh -huh. speaking evil of you mm -hmm. who shall give account to him that is ready to judge the quick and the dead. See, the Bible is right. When a man sees from sin, every fool will be meddling with you. And when you um, have 
ceased or no longer are running with that group what or that group of people, whether it's um, friends or family, somebody's going to wonder, um, why aren't you running with them like in days, um, former days that, that uh, you have had and um, you're no longer in that area. You're not in that vein. You don't have these destructive patterns. My brothers and sisters, we can, we can gain or we can um, be a magnet to attract destructive patterns. And so I want you to understand tonight and I want you to really to rejoice because our earthly trials, they do have heavenly meaning for each and every person. Huh? And with our with these type of actions, they are, and it brings up faith. First of all, you have to bring faith brings us to Christ. And you got to know that being, the Bible talks about being steadfast and unmovable. Huh? Steadfastness in our faith will bring us to Christ. And, and you have to really, my brothers and sisters, you have to value your faith more than mammon. Value your faith more than the things that you can consume with with, um, with your mouth, with your body. Value your faith. So we have to understand where we came from. We have to understand um, the schoolmaster, which is the old, the old Testament. Because my brothers and sisters, we're going to be challenged um, through our lifestyle. And since our earthly trials, since we're going to go through, why don't we make it worth something? Why don't we turn our struggles and problems and disappointments and put a positive spin on them? Case in point. Well, since I'm going through, let me encourage somebody else to keep the faith. Put some emphasis on not the negative side. Because even before we accepted Christ as our personal Savior, my brothers and sisters, we went through. You went through. I went through. And as many will accept the gospel of Jesus Christ, we are going to go through. That's a part of living. So look, what does Peter say? If, if you go back with me, um, 2 Peter chapter 3. Let's look at the first 18 verses, but I would like to look at verse 18. Uh-huh. Read or go. 
Second Peter. Second Peter three, three and eighteen and verse says, eighteen. But grow in grace, and in the knowledge Give of me our three Lord. scriptures above that. Fifteen. Mm -hmm. And account that the long suffering of our God is salvation. Uh huh. Even as our beloved brother Paul, also according to the wisdom given unto him, hath written unto you. Uh huh. As also in all his epistles. Yes. Speaking in them of these things. Uh huh. In which are some things hard to be understood. Listen. <laughs> Maturity must arrive sooner or later. We must grow up sooner or later. And trials, things that we go through, brings us to a state of maturity. Huh? Maturity... And even when Christ comes back after, when Christ comes back after church, the church is going to be matured. Christ will not come back and rapture a church that is not mature. Oh my God. When we go through, and as we go through, remember, earthly trials with heavenly meaning. You're going through your earthly trials. Believe it or not, my brothers and sisters, have meanings in heaven. Hmm? Um, look at, give me, stay with 2 Peter. Um, how far did you go? We were in 16. Jump back to verse 11. Can you do that? Well, first of all, go to verse 3 and 8. 3 and 8? Yes. But beloved. Be not ignorant of this one thing, uh -huh. that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. Now stop there. Go back to verse. This is chapter 3 and verse 4. Now, you have to stay with me. Stay with me. Our trials... With heavenly meaning. First of all, there's going to be a great, there's going to be great mockery about the church and the saints in these last days. The church is going to be constantly, let's look at it, they're, they're having the, so many comedies about the church. You can go through social media. And with their seriousness of those that are praising, worshiping God, there's some critics there. Comic critics will pull out certain things and have a laughing stock about it. Praise God. There's mockery. Peter talks about the mockery. Um, in chapter 3 and verse 1, he says, first of all, you need to, Stir up your pure mind. If you look at three and one, go back to three and one. This second epistle, uh -huh. beloved. Now, the second epistle, uh -huh, read. I now write unto you in both which I stir up your pure minds uh -huh. by way of remembrance. Yeah, so I, I, I want to, I want to, the, the, the thought is 
for you to understand about the things that has happened in the past, whether they be, and most of the time we look at the negative side, but whether they're good or bad, just a point of remembrance. I want you to go back and to remember these things. If you knew the personality of Peter, and most of us know about Peter, Peter had He's a pretty, pretty good. He had some, he had pretty strong individual. He had some, what we would call, like most of us, some character flaws that might have stood out a little strongly more than others. Huh? He was a hothead like some of us. And uh, he um, spoke a lot of things that he couldn't take to the bank in cash. There's another way of saying that, but for um, some of the tender hearers, I kind of let you interpret that. So never write, never open your mouth and uh, try to write a check that you can't cash. Peter was of that type of nature. Peter had some character flaws woven within his sincerity. My brothers and sisters, we, we, we are sincere. I don't believe we're plain church. I don't think that anybody sure enough to have repented of their sins and accepted Jesus Christ as a personal savior is playing church. No, I don't believe that. But the enemy will play with your mind. The enemy is going to challenge our faith and it doesn't matter where the challenge come from. You will, and we will be challenged quite often on a daily basis. Even in our professions, we shall be challenged. My brothers and sisters, you work your profession, do your profession, whatever it is, doctor, lawyer, nurse, whatever your uh, automotive repair man, or whatever your profession is. But when we gather together in the house of God, we are still brothers and sisters. So in other words, we have to live in this world. We're not of this world. We are aliens in this world. That being said, your faith is going to constantly be challenged and the greatest person to check your attitude is yourself on a daily basis. Read, give me three and one. Now, I want to remind you of, of verse eight that we read, but I got to bring in verse four out of chapter three of second Peter. Now I'll go back to first Peter, but I have to bring this up. Just stay with me. Keep your Bible before you. And stay with me. We're going to connect the dots. Come on, talk back to me. Say, connect the dots. Connect the Come dots. on, say it again. Connect the dots. Connect the dots. Now, he says, I'm going to stir up your pure minds. So in verse 2 in chapter 3, read. That ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophet. Now, we have to constantly be reminded. And what is the best Check self-help here is God's word. God is reminding us about what has been preached and taught to us. Not hundreds of years, not 50 years, not 20 years, but just a few days ago or a few weeks ago or maybe a few hours ago. We will be reminded. Uh-huh. Read. 
were spoken before by the holy prophets yes. and of the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior. Now, uh-huh. Now, and, and, and remember, they did not start off as apostles. They start off as men. Jesus says, my brothers and sisters, well, praise God. Jesus says something that really was so, so powerful to me. And even as I now think back to it, and as it resonates in my mind, all he said as he was walking along the shores of the sea, seeing some professional men occupying their work and said, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. And the Bible declared just with them words, they dropped their nets and followed Jesus. My brothers and sisters, uh, listen. Now we can guess in our minds what did they follow? Were they uh, caught in some type of trance that they followed? But no, 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 no. They followed this man. They followed what he said. They didn't know what he did as of yet, but they followed what he said. So look at faith. Let's work with that real quick. Hebrews 11 and 1. Most of us know it by heart. If you have tuned in and you don't know it, turn to the book of Hebrews chapter 1. Most of us know it. Now faith is substance. Uh-huh. You got the mic, a missionary. Uh-huh. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We follow God by faith, but we do have a road map. We have a GPS system. And the GPS system, it's, it's so unique. As a matter of fact, this GPS system is on the cutting edge of technology. This GPS system that we have, it never has to be updated. You don't have to um, download it someplace and upload it someplace else because the word has never changed. Now faith is a substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. Mm-hmm. God's word. Follow me as I follow Christ. So they followed his word. Watch, watch me now. They followed what Jesus said. Am I in the book? Since they followed what Jesus said, isn't, doesn't that turn the light on? So why don't we follow what Jesus said? Hmm? Follow me and I'll make you fishers. Follow me and I'll make you fruitful. Follow me and you have an overabundance. Follow me and I'll heal your body. Follow me, I'll change your mindset. Follow me, I'll open up doors for you that's been closed in your face. If you just follow me. Oh my God. Hmm. Have to be reminded. Because in this life and through our trials, we can... Get off. And some of, us, some of us are so far off, you can't even see them. That means they're really off. 
Huh? Read. Go back. Second Peter three. And give me verse three. Knowing this first. Now, I, I, Peter said, listen here. I want you to know something. I want to know. I want you to understand why you go through your trials. I really want you to take note that you going through and having trials and having troubles is not a strange thing. Don't make all of this stuff so big that you can't praise God. Huh? Let's see what he says. Knowing this first. That there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lust and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the oh, fathers. Listen, listen, listen. There's going to be people talking about. Y'all been talking about Jesus coming back. You've been talking about Jesus coming back. You're talking about get ready is coming back. And y'all been talking that Jesus stuff for a long time and he ain't came back yet. Hmm? There's, there's even as I'm teaching this lesson, they're saying it now. Well, let's look, let's be reminded what the word says. There's going to be people that's going to scoff. Um, going to be scoffers. Scoffers. Walking after their own lust. Walking after their own lust. And saying, where is the promise of his coming? Mm-hmm. For since the fathers fell asleep. What, 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 what happened to the promise of Jesus coming back? So it says, since the time of your ancestors. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Since the time of your ancestors, you've been talking about Jesus coming back. And everything, everything remains the same since when the world was first created. Huh? Read. Verse 5. Yes. For this, they willingly are ignorant. Now, of, look, at, uh, look, at, look at verse 5. They deliberately forget. See, some of us are willingly ignorant and we have convenient amnesia. See, when God is blessing, oh, we're, 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 we're on the right note. We're on the right page. But as soon as the trials come, what happens to our worship and our praise? God wants the fruit of our lips. God doesn't want in uh, AI for you techies. God doesn't want to hear from any AIs. God doesn't want to hear nothing artificial. And if you're going to love him, you're going to give him true love. God doesn't want anything fake. Any matter of fact, he don't even want, to want fake news. What is fake news? Your complaints that God can't do it. You're complaining. God doesn't want anything fake. He doesn't want no artificial intelligence. And he don't want no fake news coming to him. If God is God, follow him. Oh, my God. Somebody talk back to me here. Amen. Praise Jesus. Read the word. For this, they are willing, they willingly are ignorant of. For this, they are, they are willingly ignorant of. That by the word of God, uh, the heavens were of old. Yes. And the earth standing out of the water. Did you forget? Read. In the, the earth standing out of the water mm -hmm. and in the water. Yes. 
whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perished. Mm-hmm. But the heavens and the earth, which are now. And that's, that's verse seven. Uh-huh. Read. By the same word are kept in store. By the same word are kept in store. This is, this is verse seven. By the same word, the present heaven and earth have been stored up. Wait a minute. God. Oh, my God. Watch this. God has kept. He's keeping the heavens and the earth. He's keeping that for fire. God is keeping it all together because he said, I'm not going to destroy the world by water. So God said, I'm keeping the world because I said it's going to be by fire next time. Huh? Read. Reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. See, my brothers and sisters, that's why the Bible said, fret not thyself because of evildoers. Don't even be envious of them that work iniquity. We envy those that we think that are prospering. But do you not know that God can put you in a place if you love him enough, if you sell out enough, God will put you in a place that you are content in the state that you're in. Well, this is the requirement of God. Be content in the state that you're in. Because really a worse thing could happen to you. Huh? And while we're looking at different things and people and situations, circumstances, you know, the scripture says, listen here, you did run well. But what hindered you? In other words, you was doing a marvelous job. Oh my God. Keeping what God said, living as close to the scripture as humanly possible. Now what happened to you? I say this with as a metaphor. The enemy is he's like a sniper. He's just sitting off, just picking people off, like see, like one at a time, huh? He has them right in the crosshairs, and he's picking them off. And you were going through, wondering why we are going through. But I proved to you on Wednesday. Praise God. For the sufferings of this world will not compare. There's no comparison of the sufferings of this world and what God's going to do for us and the glory we're about to receive. Oh, praise Jesus. Now, verse 8 comes up because the word ignorant comes up again. The word ignorant comes up in verse 5, the first sentence. And it says, don't be, for this they are willingly Ignorant. Hmm. They willingly want to forget. They didn't forget, but they purpose to forget what they don't lie. Do you remember? Oh, you know what? I just I, I I don't I don't think I remember that. You don't you know you remember it, huh? And you want to act like you don't remember. You know people like that. You try to bring things back to their attention for not for their betterment, for the betterment. And they look at you talking to you like they really done forgot. Oh, you know, I don't, you know, that, that, that day was a bad day for me. Oh, you remember the day, don't you? Ooh, that, that, that was a bad day for me. I, I had so much stuff going on in my life. I just don't remember. 
you were willing, you, you are, you want to be willingly ignorant. Huh? But look at verse eight. But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing. Well, listen, you can be ignorant about a lot of things and you can be willingly ignorant, but this is one thing I don't want you to be ignorant of. And what is that? That one day is with the Lord. One a, day. Is with the Lord as a thousand years. My brothers and sisters, one day with the Lord is like a thousand years. Uh-huh. And a thousand years as one day. And a thousand years is like one day. Listen. Verse 9 comes in and it explains verse 8. But let me take it a little further. Let's see here. One day is with the Lord as a thousand years. And a thousand years as one day. So if a thousand years, let's just take the thousand years. Do I have any mathematicians here? Thank you. A thousand years as one day. So Christ really has only been gone for how many? Two days? Two and a half days? So Jesus really had been ascended back on high just two and a half days. You done forgot everything he done said in two and a half days? Oh my God. Now that's God. Hmm? And then the other thing is, well, let's see here. One day is with the Lord as a thousand years. So it shows you really, if you sum it up, God is time. And time is God. And so when you want to drag things out and you want to be consumed about how long you've been going through this trial, you've only been going through it for about an hour and a half. Or two and a half hours. Huh? Pastor, well, that's all it takes, two and a half hours. But then what happened to the glory? Hasn't God been good to you as you're going through? Because God, you'll find in God's word, praise God, that constantly when we are going through, he's right there with us going through. And there's so many texts that will back that up. If you will gravitate to God's word, take in God's word, get you some God sense and believe God's word, the suffering of this world will not compare to what you are about to receive. Somebody give God the glory tonight. Your trials, your earthly trials have really heavenly meaning. Uh-huh, read. Verse 9. Yes. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. Now, now this is verse 9. The Lord is not slack concerning what? His promise. His promise. You know, don't, don't, don't think that the Lord God is slow. Mm -mm. And some of you think that he's, he's, he's slow. He's not, he's not, um, mm, He's not being patient. But remember this. God does not want anybody to be destroyed. God is giving everyone time to repent. 
God has given you time to get it together. Hmm? And while we are getting it together, huh? Look at what's going on around us and amongst us. I won't I won't stay in that area, but give me some more. He's not he's not slack concerning his promise. The Lord never slack concerning what and, and we know what God has promised. God is a promise keeper. My brothers and sisters, God is a promise keeper. God's going to keep his word. Huh? Three. As some men count slackness, mm -hmm. but it's a long suffering to us word. Listen, we we can expect the world to challenge our faith. Peter concludes this brief letter as he begins it also. He says, he tells the readers to grow in grace and in the knowledge. Huh? And no matter where we are in our spiritual life and journey, no matter how mature we are in our faith, the world is always going to challenge us. My brothers and sisters, do you not know there's still a lot of room to grow? If we ever are having growing pains, right now should be the time that we will have growing pains. Take every opportunity of the day, of the minute. Matter of fact, seize every minute and moment you can and grow. I found out personally, and I never give my personal opinion, but I'm going to testify. I found out personally, even through the heaviness of the heart, through uh, cloudiness of the eyes as your eyes swell up with water, that God is so close to us. And the strength that we have, my brother and sister, we really don't know how strong we are. Do you not know that you really represent God in the midst of every time that we go through? When you suffer for righteousness sake, you're close to God. God gets notice. God takes notice when the saints go through. And the world is going to challenge our faith. The world is going to challenge us. So the Bible says for us, don't be weary. Oh, my God. Don't be weary. You're doing well. Don't be weary in it. And one of the biggest things, don't expect somebody to come pat you on the back. Sometimes you just got to pull your own self up. And really it's not you doing it. The Lord is there. In other words, when you show effort, when you put forth that effort, huh? you watch God move. That's all God is waiting for. He's waiting for you to open up your mouth and cry out to him. And do you not know that when you pray to God, prayer is not the words you say. Prayer is the sincere desire of your heart. And you have to learn how to talk to God. My brother, oh, praise God. My brothers and sisters, you will get, if you continue in your faith, continue in the push, in the pull, in the drag, 
you will find God in a more perfected way than you will ever imagine. Huh? The Lord is not thee. Even in your mouth, the words that we speak. Oh, my God. He's right there. And when you know that he is your father, you talk to God as he is your father. Now, I, I know we say, you know, how we pray and whatnot. I don't know, but I talk to God. Let him talk to you tonight. I, that's how I talk to God. And sometimes I get excited when I talk to God and things can be overwhelming because I know that God is a, I praise God for who he is. And I talk to him. And I remind God of what he's done in the past. I remind God of, of, of his, how he is. He never changes. Huh? And as I talk to God, God will talk back to you. And my brothers and sisters, when you really have an awesome conversation with God as you're going through your trials, that has meaning in heaven. Huh? Yes. There is. Give me um, St. John chapter 8. Hold somebody, hold Peter while you're there. Give me St. John chapter 8. Um, 31 through 47, but just, just give me a, a, a little bit. I'll tell you when to stop. You got St. John? Uh-huh. Then said Jesus to those Jews, which believed on him. Yes. Now, now, now remember, now he's talking to a group that believes. Huh? Is that right? If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples. Wait, 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 wait. There's a word continue. There's a word that says continue, right? Yes. So if, if you continue in my word, uh-huh, make it plain, read. Then are ye my disciples indeed. Now, Jesus talking to those Jews, which the ones that believed on him. Now, you know, there were some that believed on him, some that did not. All right. Here, here's a crowd of believers now. Uh-huh. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. You, If you continue in my word, you're going to know the truth. You're going to know if. If I am, if I will keep my word. See, my brothers and sisters, how can I keep reminding us that none of us are exempt from trouble? We're not exempt from trials. But let's 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 do, let's do the math here. Really, what would you rather have to go through with nobody to help you? In this world. So you walk alone. Or you go through. And have the Lord with you. Now. Most of us up until salvation. If we didn't do it ourselves. We had somebody that would try to help us. And assist us. But it never did bring salvation. And uh, you can ask yourself. How many times. 
Have you tried things on your own with no avail? Then you ask yourself, how farther really could you have been if you had listened the first time? Do you remember the first time that the Lord spoke to you, but you had a, maybe had a twinkle in your eye? Maybe somebody swore you up and thought that you was really all of that. And I'm not saying that you wasn't, but I'm just saying sometimes people can make you think that you're more than what you really are. It's possible. But when you collide and fall down, there's nobody there to help you up. And then you become a laughing stop. The Bible declares, I think in Luke, I think Luke records it. Where am I at? Uh, oh my goodness. Am I in 14th chapter? What man decides to build a house and finds out that he or she does not have enough building material to finish the job? Luke chapter 14 and verse 28. Can you read that for the hearers? This is Luke. This is the physician. This is Luke that writes the book of Acts, which is actually, some theologians call it uh, the second book of Luke, um, Acts, but Acts is the actions of the Holy Ghost. So anyway, this is Luke, a physician. That was one of Jesus' disciples. Jesus had professional people that followed him. Jesus had business people that followed him. Jesus had saved business people. Wow. Was that a revelation? No. You think that everybody, people that get saved, they're not professional? Jesus had professional folk that accepted the gospel accepted his teaching. So Luke was one of them. So, so Luke says, uh -huh, read. He, he's recorded. Verse 28 says, for which of you? Now, this is a parable. Intending to build a tower. And which one of you, your intentions are to build a tower? Sitteth not down first and counteth the cost. Wait a minute. And you don't, you don't sit down? And think about building. You know, some of us live with a knee-jerk reaction. You just, what's the saying? If it feels good, do it. If it makes you feel good, yet you want to do it. But what happened the day that you don't feel good? Uh, that, that, that's must, that kind of must stop everything. Life just stops, right? Not, life comes to a halt because you don't feel like it, right? But when you were feeling it, oh, you were feeling it, right? But you see how quirky that is and see how really seasonal that is? Don't you want to continue in God and continue in being blessed? You're going to let trials, blockers, and haters Keep you from reaching Jesus? After all you've been through. Huh? See, when you really understand that your earthly trial is going to have a heavenly meaning, 
you will sit down and count up the costs. Huh? Wait a minute. Now that I'm saved, I, I really need to sit down and think about what I'm going Yes, you need to sit down and think about this. Some, I often say, listen, first of all, my brothers and sisters, if the people don't listen to God, how are they going to listen to Why? I don't expect them to listen to no pastor, no prophet, the evangelist. None of the gifts that God's given to the church. If you don't listen to what God is saying, you're not going to pay nobody else's attention. Matter of fact, case in point, if you don't listen to God, you're not going to listen to yourself. That's why you've had the arguments almost ran into somebody's car because you were so you were so in you was in a in a daze and you was talking to yourself. Yes, you was. I know you was. Go ahead and do that. No, you better not do that. Sure, ain't nobody gonna know. You better you better not. Man, I need to do that. Uh huh. Yeah, you were. Yeah, you were. Yeah, you were. Uh huh. And before you know it, you was caught between two opinions. Oh my God. And you wasted all that time when you just could have just stopped. Huh? Breathe. Relax. Drink some water. Huh? Count it. Read. And counted the cost, whether he have sufficient to finish it. Did you count it up to see if you can finish it? Now, remember, when you first got saved, that's when God began to work in you. Now, the God that we serve, the God of the Bible, he will complete what he started. But the question is, will you complete what God has given you to do? God's going to complete his work in you, but will you complete the work that God has for you to do? Or will you be just swung and blown from here to there with every wind and doctrine. And matter of fact, you have been so used to being people pleasers. You've been so, you want to please folk. You know, you like the applause. You, you like when folk, you know, give you the, and you, yes, you're, you're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, you're handsome. Man, you got it. Woman, you're beautiful. I got, I got all that. You are, you're epitome of a model. You are, you are GQ front cover. I get it. But you're a walking man in, with dead bones. No life. Huh? Don't understand that, praise God, that death is just one step behind you. I don't care how fast you run. I don't care what you do. The enemy is just one step behind you. How you sit down and count up the cost? What man decided he's going to build a tower? I mean, not my time. Read. Less happily, after he hath laid the foundation and is not able to finish it, all that behold it begin to mock him. See, listen. I keep trying to tell you. See, people are watching you. People are watching you since you've been saved. And do you not know that somebody is right there to make a mockery out of you? To laugh at you when you falter, when you stumble, when you fall. They're going to be saying what? What are they going to be saying? They're going to be mocking you. And what are they going to be saying? And it, after he had laid the foundation, is not able to finish it. All that behold it began to mock him. In verse 30, it says, saying this man began to build they, and was you, not able to finish. You, you began and you weren't able to finish. Huh? 
you begin, but how come you can't finish the work? Why can't you finish the race? Read. Or what king? Or what king? Going to make war against another king. Going into war against another king. You got 10,000 men and this king got 20,000. Come on, read. Go ahead. Sitteth not down first and consulteth whether he be able see, with 10,000. My, my, my brothers and sisters, and, and you find in the book of Proverbs about three different occasions. He talks about getting wise counsel. You find it um, in Proverbs three different times about um, in the uh, multitude of counselors, there are there is safety. Uh, you have to learn that our spiritual life, we need each other. Somebody wrote a song years ago, you know, I need you, you need me. We are a part of one body. I, uh, what is it? Yeah, stay with me, agree with me. Uh-huh. I need you to survive. We need each other. When we go through our earthly, our earthly trials, my brothers and sisters, your earthly trial, <clears throat> my earthly trial has heavenly meaning. You'll find it in the text, don't make it strange. And we'll, and we'll go back to First uh, Peter. Um, let me finish with Luke, and then let's go back to Peter. <clears throat> mm -hmm. um, what, 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 what war you, you go down and he has so many soldiers and whether he be able with 10,000 to meet him that cometh against him with 20,000 uh -huh. or else while the other is yet a great way off, yes. he sendeth an ambassage and desireth conditions of peace. Uh -huh. So likewise, whoever be of you that forsaketh not all that he hath, he cannot be my disciple. See, even with your trials, you have to still forsake and follow the Lord. Huh? Your way of, of thinking. Um, that's when it goes back to first, first Peter chapter four and verse four. Wherein they think it strange. When they don't, you don't run with them. Huh? Um, Go pick up verse 12 of that. That would be 1 Peter 4 and 12. Stay with um, 2 Peter. Whoever has 2 Peter, stay there. And my other reader, go back to 1 Peter 4 and 12. Uh-huh. Beloved, think it not strange. Now, stop. If you look at it, if you go back to chap 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 4. Wherein they think it strange that you run not with them. If you go back and go over to chapter 12, think it not strange, huh? Concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you. Now, if you look at this, there is a lack of insulation. There's a, you avoid a lining. 
We need a spiritual lining. Well, let's see. Let me see if I can make it plain in a couple of minutes. We've just had a fluctuation of weather here in Iowa. It's been fluctuating 50s, 40s. Then uh, this morning, it had been good morning walking with snow. And the older people used to say in, top, in the type of weather like we're having now, a, grit, a big fluctuation of temperature. They say this is pneumonia weather. Well, why do they say that? Is because you think that when the seasons change, that is not really consistent with the norm that you can start stripping off of your clothing. And a lot of time, this is a time of season that you got flus and you got pneumonia, you got because you are, because it feels right. You start changing. But my brothers and sisters, when you get saved, you always have to have insulation. You got to get insulation. So you don't strip off your clothes and start changing your clothes and put on summer clothes because it's still winter. What you do is just you may lighting up a little bit, but yet keep something heavy on. Because temperatures will change. Your life is going to change. So you need to be insulated. You got to have a lining. And the lining that we have, the lining is knowing the will of God and walking in his perfected view of you. Because as we go through our trials down here, heaven is watching us. huh? And the word co-sign for that because he says, we are living epistles. We are living letters being read of men. I just showed you in Luke, they're watching us. They're watching you. And when you can't produce, they're going to laugh and talk about you. Huh? Then you count up the costs and then you become a laughing stock. And if you're not careful, amen, you will get into a uh, subverted way to where now you won't praise and worship God and continue the things of God because your feelings been hurt. Your pride has been smashed. Huh? Yes. So the Lord told us, amen. Well, amen. Well, my brother, said my time is far spent. Praise God. Thank you for well, staying with me for about one hour. Tonight, we just uh, did a follow-up from what we taught on Wednesday, um, earthly trials with heavenly meanings. So tonight, we praise God. You're going to be challenged. Your faith will be challenged. But my brothers and sisters, count the cost. Stay with the Lord, and God is going to bring us out. Why do I keep repeating myself? I'm just telling you what the word says. God said he will bring us out. So look for that. Look for that great day. Anticipate your health being better. Anticipate your breakthrough. Anticipate uh, you having the activity of your limbs again. Anticipate a great move of God in your life. Anticipate your growth spiritually in God. Watch God move. God's going to bless you. Thank you again. I mean, the Lord smile upon you. And again, thank you for stopping in with living the word.
with Pastor Clay. Be blessed of God.